2: This episode is brought to you by Smart Food. What makes Smart Food so smart? It’s air pop popcorn, tossed in white cheddar cheese, only 70 calories per cup. A notorious black bag of popcorn deliciousness. You are what you eat. Welcome to the Smart Club. Shop now at snacks.com.
0: Welcome to Wrestle Wolf. This is Reconsidering Nitro. Uh, I'm Dr. Damien Gibson. Joining me, as always, is the man who only deals in kayfabe and nothing else. It's Sir Matthew Kayfabe, and Matt. Uh, this is why we started doing the podcast. This episode is really the beginning of our podcast. So if you've been listening for the like for the last hundred and twenty-six episodes, <laughs> sucked in because this is really the start. Of the episode. This is the start of the podcast, wouldn't you say? (laughs) Uh, And we've got probably an upward curve for a year and a half, two years. Well, this is what we're trying to find out, right? This is really the premise of the podcast. (laughs) Well, yeah, as we've mentioned, it's the first two-hour show. But also, we get two sets of commentators. So I was worried that we were going to, uh, you know, our our legendary uh, segment, What Have They Come As?, would be over. But not only do we get to keep doing it, we get to do it twice in every episode for a little bit. Uh, Do you want to... Do you want to see what Tony and uh, Larry Sabisco have come as? <laughs> Just means you have to do your homework, kids. If you want to get all the jokes, you've got to watch the episode. You know what I mean? Uh skier Bones come as Mr Sheffield from The Nanny. Remember The Nanny? <laughs> My dad, uh, he... My mum and dad uh, broke up. It was a long time ago. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. it only took 17 years of therapy to get over it. And um, my dad's first girlfriend loved the nanny, not unironically. Like, she was a really cool woman. Like, I'm still friends with her now. We still talk to each other now. She was like a second mum. She was great. Everything about it was great, except for her obsession with the nanny. I, I could not understand it. We were forced to watch it. We only had one television. And whatever night it was on, I think it was Sunday night. We got to just hated it so much. Uh, Larry has come as uh, Schroeder from Peanuts. <laughs> He's so good. He's so good. I well, I couldn't wait to get through that <laughs> by talking because I wanted to talk about Larry. With you. <laughs>
2: Yes, Mm -hmm. for the first half,
0: for the second half,
2: yeah. Mm.
0: yeah, maybe, I don't know, I don't
2: know how to, yeah,
0: I don't know how to fix a problem like Maria, um, so not only, not only is that, look, the reason why this is the, the reason why this is the beginning of the podcast, or that maybe the new beginning, the second beginning of the podcast, we're at, this is, this is the beginning of the end for the neon era, this is, um, Scott Hall has his famous walking through the crowd. Yo, you know who I am. Promo in this episode. We're gonna save all the Scott Hall stuff for the end. So you're gonna have to listen to the whole podcast to get to what you really want to hear about. <laughs> We're starting to learn how to do this podcasting thing. Um but that doesn't mean oh we're going to have a meltdown before we get into the show okay meltdown
2: okay mm mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay.
0: yeah wow it's amazing that i was just going to say it's amazing that like scott hall and <clears throat> scott and Kevin have not even debuted yet and its their money is already ripping wcw apart <laughs> sorry go on I do. <laughs> I don't remember Hulk Hogan being there.
2: <laughs>
0: what a shitty Patreon. We're the worst Patreon in the history of Patreon. <laughs> I ran the guys for only $27 a month. You can listen to Matt and I's breakdown of the one minute of Hulk Hogan on Spy Heart. <laughs> oh
2: God. wow
0: yeah melts it melts doesn't know how big he is about to become (laughs) i mean he's already he's already like the dirt cheap guy at this point but the next uh the next four to five years is going to be a big one like it's going to be a big period of time for young david It'll be interesting to see how much it gets right and how much it gets wrong. Hmm. Yeah, my favourite, my (laughs) favourite, my favourite wrestling office is AEW at the moment. Uh, look, this show, I didn't think this show could get any bigger, but we start with the American Males, American Males. The song would have already come in by this surface, American Males, American Males, uh, versus Ric Flair and Arne Anderson. Yeah, well, it's time to get your buckets out, ladies, because it's Ric Flair and the oldest member of the Outsiders, Arn Anderson. uh, (laughs) He's like the creepy old uncle that keeps coming and trying to hang out with the Outsiders, and like Tom Cruise and Kevin Bacon are like, fuck off, you creep. the most star-studded cast of all time, fuck Avengers, The Outsiders. Man, that cast is, I'm still reeling from that. This is, like, the third episode in a row where I'm like, you know who the cast of The Outsiders was? I saw it in high school. It was one of those films where they showed it to you, like, hey, don't, you know, we live in Meadows, don't join a gang, so here's a film about the 50s in America. You'll be able to relate to that. Um, and I did not, I mean, I didn't even recognise Tom Cruise. Like, I, you know, you're too young to know who to really care, unless it was like Arnie or Sly, we really cared that, you know, who the actors were. But as a 40 year old man, I'm like, wow, that's a that's an amazing cast. Yeah, they're all so hot. Mm, yeah, mm, I'm gonna watch that again. <laughs> uh, Rick tried to shove a bottle of champagne in woman's face. Um, like, literally, like, a, the drunk friend at a party that is wrapping up, but, like, the, the drunkest person's still like, oh, have a drink. Like, no, I'm driving, Rick. are yeah, here. No, you have some champagne, we'll stay. Um, and Rick and I get the, the win here, which is a shame, because um, have the American Males won a match since we've started this podcast? <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. They did win though. <laughs> they did win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did cover that on the podcast. But it, it was it lasted like a week or something. I mean, how many took the, to the belts off
2: Yeah, no, I mean they're great. Rick and
0: Anne in Ring are great. Just Rick is so—they do a promo after this, which I haven't even written written any notes for because just it's just Rick being gross. And like every time he does that, like Gomez Adams thing where he's kissing Elizabeth's arm, and you can visibly see her shiver. Like someone's walked over her grave. It's like, like I. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. But if I don't want no, yeah. I'm not gonna say that because I could actually get a suit. But like, it just I don't know. It, It feels wrong watching it. Like I don't. I don't get any enjoyment. Like for some reason, with woman. She doesn't seem she seems fine. like she seems fine playing the character and stuff. Elizabeth looked so miserable and unhappy. And it look, I know there's backstory to that in her personal life at the time as well. but this is just so fucked. And you know the fuck thing is <laughs> two like six weeks ago, WWE was still using Rick Flair as this character. Like seventy-eight year old Rick Flair this <laughs> was wandering around the Thunderdome, you know, being this character well maybe it was being this character, maybe it was being used by what's that place. But anyway. Uh dude, next up, the promo of Mongo and uh, is it Kevin Green? Is that his name? Yeah. This I watched it three times. I literally rewound three times, watched <laughs> it three times, because there is so much unintentional homoerotic stuff going on in in this promo, and they have no idea. Now, I just want to quote a few things. Uh, Green saying to Mongo, Yeah, we're going to be coming hard all day long. That was the first thing that made me laugh. Then... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Mongo saying to Green you're pulling that thing you're pulling that thing like you're going to pull off Rick's head also made me laugh and then Green, Green wanted Mongo to pull it hard pull it hard I don't I, <laughs> it just had I, what I laughed about it what I loved about it, why I thought it was so funny is because I was so desperately trying to show how hard they were, well there's another euphemism, but how like cool they were and it just came across like the beginnings
2: of a gay form. Which is
0: fine, I just don't think the, the humour in it is that they weren't aware of that, you know they're like at the end of this segment they were just going to look at each other and start making out
2: it's beautiful it's actually
0: yeah it's a beautiful segment Um, next up we've got Steve Dole versus the Mauler and you may be saying who the fuck are these people and it doesn't matter because they're only wrestling to be interrupted by Scott Hall but remember we're saving that till the end of the podcast guys so nah nah
2: nah nah
0: you don't get Scott all this early, not not on the Wrestle Wolf podcast. <laughs> uh, no one. They just walked out of the ring. <laughs> uh, the only thing that came to that uh, I've written down here is that Larry tells kids to get a haircut because hair can be used as a handle in a fight. words to live by um some truly terrible matchups on this on this episode man colonel Pittman versus ddp uh we i love ddp i assume you love you love proper ddp right you know like denim wearing bruce springsteen listening
2: ddp right It really tough, yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> millions of gimmicks. Millions of gimmicks. Millions of gimmicks. <laughs> uh, the Crown are into DDP, man. Uh, I, they, I've, I've written here the booking team have fallen ass backwards into building a baby face by using the gutter to the penthouse line for DDP constantly all the time through Bobby the Brain. So they're trying to paint him as a, as a heel, but they're doing it in a completely... You don't paint a heel by talking about his glorious uprising from the gutter to the, the penthouse. That's the American dream. Like Bobby... Uh, uh, Larry even says that here. Um, is not Larry? Is it Bobby? Yeah, he does. He says the new American dream. So... Whether they're whether they're being very smart and purposely trying to turn DDP slowly, I don't think that's the case. Uh, having read quite a bit about WCW at the time, I think they have literally just fallen arse backwards into creating a star here with DDP, um, which is great because we get DDP. Um, he wins with a diamond cutter. Oh man, doesn't he hone the diamond cutter? Because at the moment it's shit. <laughs> No, he kind of he kind of like falls over here and feels like he doesn't want to hurt his little bop bot, you know? He's still not quiet. He's like, oh, but if I do this if I do this move, it'll hurt my bum bum. I don't want to do that. Yeah, but look, hey, look, we need to be more uh, this is the Scott Hall episode, man. It's it's only up from here. We've got, like, a year and a half or two years of episodes to enjoy, and then we move into the dark times. Mm. It's interesting, like, the first sort of three months that we're doing the podcast, we were both like, this isn't that bad. Like, the way they're talking about... The way that WCW is talked about is not that bad, but then we basically had a year of the same episode. No. Yeah, yeah Jim the... Jim spatula. <laughs> Uh, we get a video uh, promo, starting so to see more sort of film vignettes happening in WCW, which is interesting, they're not very good, but it's interesting that it's happening, and this is just basically like, Macho Man's crazy um, the only thing that I've loved and this has already happened, we I don't know whether we spoke about it or not, but Macho Man going, are you saying I need a psychiatrist? You need a psychiatrist <laughs> this is the worst Comeback of all time, a perfectly sane person saying, I think you need medical help, and him going, you
2: need medical help. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Uh, my favourite wrestler of all time, the Shark, is up next. He cuts a promo uh, where uh, Shark's upset because he's been kicked out of the Dungeon of Doom, your favourite uh, stable. Um, and I felt really sorry for him. It's your favourite stable, is the Dungeon of Doom. You can't go back on that now. You can't go you and say that for a year. And now when all the cool guys show up, they're like, oh, no, no, it's actually NWA.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I'm like this. After this promo, I was like I want him to be the giant for the title <laughs> I was like Dungeon <laughs> have done the dirty on him And uh, yeah I want <laughs> I want the giant to win. I mean, the shark to win, not the giant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were just expecting the news to say, and uh, we have a police sketch of the perpetrator here, and it comes up and it's just a He's got his face on his beard. You know what I loved as well? He's got a beard like mine, but then he's covered in his beard, and the like, it's just so. So, <laughs> like Jose, R- uh, it, was it Jose Romero? No, that's a North Melbourne footballer. Uh, yeah, what's his name? Sir Caesar Romero. Yeah, <laughs> just like putting the joke of makeup over the top of his mustache, refusing to shake the mustache. Out. Uh, it is a power move. And we've got a We're in the second hour now. We get our second commentary team. It's Eric and uh, Bobby. Do we want to see what they've come as real quick? Uh, Eric's come as one of the highwaymen. I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking Willie Nelson, and uh, uh, the Riff, uh, Bobby's come as the but from Gotham. Uh, I don't I think I'm one of the twelve people who actually watched Gotham. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you get if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Although the amount of nerds who watch Gotham and listen to our podcast is probably <laughs> that's hilarious, Damien. Um, I can't believe Damien watches Gotham, that makes him even cooler. Do
2: you reckon that's what's happening right now in Big <laughs> Yeah.
0: oh God
2: <laughs> he's
0: very cool he's a very cool guy and uh, next up we get the greatest wrestling match of all time giant versus shark uh, <laughs> I was so scared during this match that John Tenta played the part of the shark so successfully I found it hard to watch because I didn't want I didn't want Paul White to get eaten by a shark. I, you, in the last episode, you were like, this is cheapening the belt, him, like, defending it in every episode. But if he's winning every match, is it helping at all to make him look like a big monster? It's not really the.
2: <laughs> well I think this
0: is the last time we've seen the shark, so alright hey shark. He got a he got he got a title match in his last match. and um, we're still working under the delusion of like Dungeon of Doom being a thing. So Baba Ray in his new um I, I think Southern Preacher slash Biker Man gimmick uh comes out and shaves the shark's head, which if I remember correctly, John Tender walks around like this for the next couple of months and tries to turn it into a gimmick. Oh, no, his beautiful hair. It's a sexy boy. Yeah, it probably looks a bit better. It actually made me think I should probably get a haircut. I've been growing. I've basically been growing my hair since the beginning of the pandemic. and we're in a position now in Australia where we probably pretty safely go and get a haircut and not have to worry about getting COVID. And I really should. I'm, I'm a 41-year-old man. You know, I should not have hair this, this long. I video called my mum the other day, so I've been having all these dental problems and finally it's all been resolved. So I go like, you know, like there was a chance there could have been some serious stuff. It wasn't. It's all good. I'm super healthy. Everything's fine. But I just called my mum and was like, hey, guess what? I'm not dying. And she was like, that's nice. You need a haircut. Immediately dismissed the fact that I was, you know, A-OK, 100%, and then just was like, you need a haircut. And I said, oh. So. <laughs> know, right not right? Uh, I, yeah, I was just like, so now there's a part of me like, I'm just going to go over the longer just to spite her and, and all the people who care about me who are like, do you want a girlfriend? You should probably cut your fucking hair. <laughs> um, next up, we've got Max uh, versus Lex Luger for the TV title. Um, Luger wins. Uh, Meme Gene then interviews him and asks the hard questions about DDP. Basically saying, like, don't you think you don't deserve this title shot because (laughs) DDP (laughs) should have had the title shot. And then Luger just Donald Trumps it and ignores it and talks about what he wants to talk about. Mm. Hmm, 4X Luger and Donald Trump. Hmm. Next up, we get a Cruiserweight match. Bobby Walker uh, from the, uh, what do they call it? The boiler room? What's there? Elfler. Uh Eric's really building up the power plant. I assume it's a relatively new thing because Eric seems very excited about it. Um, the songs that these guys are coming out to are so 80s. They're almost like synthwave songs from now. <laughs> oh, you know, I didn't mention Brad so. hmm.
2: hmm.
0: Yeah, it's a sad state of affairs. You know, when Eric was talking about Walker studying film, uh, he actually studies cinema, not film of wrestling. Eric was getting a little confused. And, um, well, he was more of a Fellini and uh, Kurosawa guy, and he likes Scorsese, but only 70 Scorsese films. So basically after Taxi Driver, he doesn't consider those Scorsese films. He's a real cinephile. You mean the Joker? Uh, I, he, he was interested in it because he wanted to see Pacino and De Niro act uh, across from each other, but was disappointed because he found out that the, the shots were actually done on uh, different days and things like that. So. <laughs> hey uh, Eric talks about Dean Malenko's character, the Iceman, that you said didn't exist. <laughs> I was actually learning that again this week. It's like just just hanging things on the character doesn't actually mean characterization. Like just <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like putting a hat on a hat on a hat on a hat doesn't mean that, you know, like Um, excuse me, the uh, what? I'd like to direct your attention to the Iceman, Dean Malenko. <laughs> and I pull out, I pull out a projector with like seventeen different episodes of Nitro on it. Everyone, every, everyone walks out of the tutorial again for the seventh week in a row. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Stephen Regal. Next up, we've got Stephen Regal versus Alex Wright. I'm trying to get through this stuff as quickly as possible because so we just want to talk to Scott Hall. Uh, this was a good match. Uh, it was the return of the world heavyweight champion, if you know what I'm saying, Alex Wright. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Regal gets the win. Mean Gene does an interview with Stephen Regal, who, Regal's so good, man. He cuts such a great promo. And I love Mean Gene at the end of this, where he like, he basically does his Mean Gene thing where he's like, you get out of here, I can't take any more of your palama, and like Regal gets out of the ring. And then Mean Gene turns around, there's just like the faintest of knowing smiles to the camera, of like, this is fun, isn't it, right? Like, you guys having fun? I'm having fun. I just really like it. It was a nice little moment. Um, And then we get uh, Scott Steiner versus Stong. Uh, Scott's got a very pretty ponytail. We're actually having quite a nice wrestling match, and then Lex Luger or Roman Reigns, as we'll be calling him from now on, comes down to the ring. But I want to stress as well, because I think some people might get upset. This is pre-heel turn Roman Reigns I'm talking about. Heel Roman Reigns is the best. Uh, Pre-Roman Reigns heel turn. There's the shield Roman Reigns, awesome. Then there's Roman Reigns, sucks. Then there's heel Roman Reigns, awesome. Just want to just want to get that on the record, right, Um, before I suck in fucking tweeted out by people. Uh, you are having a nice match. Then Roman Reigns comes down. Rick Steiner comes down. And what better way on the Scott Hall episode to end a Nitro with everyone in the locker room coming out of the ring and sort of the episode ending with nothing really? Except there is another five minutes of the episode, which is very important. Let's just talk about Scott Hall. You, you, you have the floor, my friend. Talk Scott Hall. Talk about...
2: Mm. Oh, this is the
0: favourite wrestler of all time. Man, this is such a fucking heel turn. You're part of the clique. God damn it. <laughs> hmm I um while I was watching this episode, I, I had completely forgotten that the promo is essentially split over two parts. It comes out it comes out through the crowd, which that in itself is fucking cool. And then he's calling out Eric Bischoff, so that, like it's so interesting to watch it in with hindsight and actually see how kind of brilliant the storyline. Is and how well planned it is. Uh, although there seems to be some toing and throwing about, like they didn't know who the third man was yet. Like them themselves, they hadn't made up their mind of whether it would be Hulk Hogan or Sting or yeah. Um, I'm so glad they went with Hogan and not Sting. It just like I mean like dirt, but like it's just like, I just don't think it would have been as good, you know. Um, because he probably just would have stayed as Neon Sting, right? Like, it just would have been, you know, maybe, oh, I don't know. Anyway, who cares? Didn't happen. Um, but yeah, Scott coming through the, the crowd is so cool. And then, like, everyone, the way everyone acts around him. So, like, the, you know, I can't even remember the guys who were in the match, but uh, was it uh, Steve Dole and the Mauler? Oh, I don't think we ever see again, by the way? Um, I mean, I'll be I'll be amazed if we ever see them on a show ever again. Uh, are we ever gonna see a one-night sure again? No
2: way, get Fuck, fuck off.
0: Um, but like everyone just, there's a reverence, right? It's like, oh holy shit, this is that's fucking Scott Hall. Like he's a he's the bad guy, duh. Uh, but yeah, like he's the Doesn't say who he is, doesn't mention WWF, like, he mentions... Sorry. Anyway, I can... I could bang on about, like, every step of both of these promos for 25 minutes and people would just drift off to sleep. But it's just, it is really, really well done. Scott Hall is, um, I can see why you would have Scott Hall as your favorite wrestler. Um, I think because I got so involved in the storyline, I genuinely have a bit of a dislike for Kevin and (laughs) Scott Hall because of MWO. You know what I mean? Like they were both so good at playing their parts. Because there was a period of time where I liked Kevin Nash because of Hawkeye, mm. right? And then he went back to NWO. Um, but this is perfect. It's so good to go back and watch this as an adult and see how well done this is. Except for the very last bit of acting from American and Bob. Yes. There's like the 10 seconds where they take their headsets off and stuff and it's like... Uh, I don't know how good but anyway, so I, that's I, I not, forgot I it
1: happened. It's so small. I forgot it <laughs> happened this early in the in the episode. The start of it happened this early in the episode, and I was like, "Wow, this is a weird decision to have this meaningless match on your first two hour Nitro." Like, this is just showing that you actually don't have content for two hours, uh, and you don't have the wrestlers, and you know all that kind of stuff. And then uh, Scott Hall appears, and it's like, "Ooh." It's good that this wasn't, like, a Jushin Liger match.
0: Yeah, but it was, I mean, it was perfectly set up. I mean, I knew exactly what they were doing. It, it. You can see people in the crowd with, like, their hand over their mouth and stuff. Like, it, like it's working, everyone, you know? Like, it, it's, yeah, it's done so well. It calls out Macho Man. It calls out Steam. Or the Nacho
1: like, Man. So
0: immediately... Yeah, the natural man. Uh, oh, no. Uh, like, it, the. He basically does what, like, I don't know, eight minutes of promo work, if that, six minutes of promo work in the whole episode. And, and it's basically set up the main storyline for the next
1: six months. You can tell that.
0: It's really. You amazing.
1: know, WWF let him go. And then in a couple of weeks, WWF are suing WCW and they have to, you know, have that promo where they explain explicitly that they no longer work for the WWF. Um, They must have watched this and been like, oh, shit, we might have made a mistake here.
0: Well, I just, I just don't think they would have ever thought of doing that. You know, they just never, like, they, they couldn't even get the invasion. No. Well.
1: Yeah, that's you right. I
0: mean? Like wwe's been you know and this is me having a go at wwe it's just always been their attitude like they've been a singular organism they don't they don't play with other kids they don't work with other kids so it would have never crossed vince's mind to even have a storyline like this because even to this day i mean i know people are banging on about jerry on broken skull sessions but um, <clears throat> even to this day, they don't even they won't even mention New Japan. I mean, they've done they did. You know what I mean? AJ AJ Styles just wrestled in Japan. They they, they You know what I mean? Rey Mysterio is from Mexico. Like you know, AAA A's never mentioned New Japan. They never they they did a story like, with ECW
1: and like you know, they're now they reference some of the indies because that's some of it's on the WWE network
0: because they own them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> If Vince owns it, he'll talk about it. But he barely even talks about NXT on Raw Mm. and SmackDown. That's how, you know, how weird
1: that is. I mean, we're looking at, this is one of the, you know, five, if not the most significant thing to ever happen on a wrestling TV show, one of the top five most significant historical moments.
0: Is um, Is it the best promo? No. Is it the best promo that's ever been done?
1: It might be the best presented promo, but it, it's probably not the best promo, but it's close to the best presented promo.
0: I think it could go down as the most important promo. Yeah.
1: I mean, just like from a personal point of view, the, the
0: hype bomb CM Punk mm. promo is my favourite, but trying to be objective, I think this might be like the most, I mean, it's fucking good. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. So, so good. good. um but it's also, you know, we're like to the point where I'm like, oh, holy shit, Skull's amazing. You know, like, he's. Look at him. He's fucking like six foot four. He's handsome. He can. He, he like, plays the bad guy character so mm. well. Like, you instantly dislike him. Even though you shouldn't, because he's like this big fucking handsome dude, you know, charismatic guy. Like, it, it, it's hard to sort of quantify how much better this was than everything else on the show and how I, I, nothing that we have covered for this podcast, as far as WCW is concerned, comes anywhere near as close as to what Scott Hall did in like
1: six yeah. minutes. on this episode. And look, look, we'll, I'm not even going to ask you this week if you'd be watching Nitro or WWF because the answer is obviously you'd be watching Nitro for the six minutes of quality programming um
0: oh oh, oh oh is is Brett Hart on no, well here? this is
1: this is the thing raw actually put on <laughs> raw put on a, a very good a very star-studded show but Scott Hall in 6 minutes took it apart so raw had a king of the ring qualifying match both of us love qualifying matches uh the ultimate warrior uh yeah. fought uh gold dust to a double countout. out uh, the Ta- the tag team uh, champions, the Smoking Guns, defeated uh, the Body Donners. Uh, another King of the Ring qualifying match. Uh, Vader pinned Ahmed Johnson. Um, and that was that was the show. Remember, they're, they're they're still not two hours over on the over in uh, New York. Yeah, I'm not watching that.
0: At all. I'm watching. That. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Jean, this yeah, and ratings-wise, but- people agree with you. Uh, this one's a two point three to a two point eight, so it's not as uh, not a, not as far as you would think. But
0: the people wouldn't have known that Scott Hall was going to be on. Yeah, up.
1: you'd think there'd be a lot of people flipping over. i will be interesting to see what
0: the ratings are for next week mm. on the back of Scott Hall appearing.
1: Yeah, I think this
0: is where WC and Nitro start kicking Raw's ass because they're doing something really interesting and uh, you know um, and and killing the business. Yes, that's
1: time. exactly right.
0: No, I'm joking. They're doing it's a, yeah. they're doing, um, yeah, they kind of are. But I mean, still, like, it's just so it's so much fun, man i was watching this this morning really early daylight savings had uh, happened overnight without me knowing and uh, so i just was up early like had the front door open and kind of it was a very summery mm. day and it, as soon as this episode uh started i was instantly transported back to my dad's old lounge room where i used mm. to watch nitro feels like this was when i started watching um, maybe I didn't, I'm probably romanticising that in my head, but it just feels like this was around the time I started watching and I felt like a 15, 16-year-old Damien my, in my old man's front row just fucking loving every second of this. Yes. It. Um, and I'm so excited about, like, the next year and a half, two years. I mean, I've, lot, I've been, I love doing the podcast so far, but I'm so excited about the content that we get to cover for WCW.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Two years, three years. There's a lot of fun stuff yes. to talk about.
0: Yeah, man. Um, but we've probably talked enough about this episode. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like we can't do the Scott Hall stuff justice.
1: We'll get to talk about Scott we're, Hall. We're going to get to cover Scott Hall's the rest of his career almost.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'll essentially become a Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan podcast, but that's cool. Um, but that's cool. I'm into those guys. Um, will Damien rediscover his love of Kevin Nash? Who knows? <laughs> Tune in next week <laughs> for another thrilling episode of Reconsidering WCW Nitro. Uh, this was heaps of fun, man. Thank you, and thank you guys for listening Um figures are going up. Thanks to Captivate FM for hosting us. Um, you can find us at Captivate FM. It's uh, where our, our main page is. Uh, you can follow us on socials. Uh, if You can give us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be great. Um, or at pod, uh, chaser.com. That would also be good. Uh, but until next time, brother friends. FA is dead.
1: Awesome.